Recorded in the studios at Mad Sky and Associates at 125 West Sunbridge Drive in Fayetteville. Produced by Brian Dean, it is time for the fastest hour in high school sports. This is the Ox and Oz Show. And now, here's your host, Mr. Jeff Oxford and Coach Randy Osnes. All right, I want to welcome everybody. I'm Jeff Oxford. I'm joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Osnes. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing very well. And, hey, I'm going to ask you tonight, since uh, apparently I never do and Brian never does either, how are you doing tonight? Coach, I'm doing great. And, and I can't tell you how much that means to me that you would ask <laughs> how I'm doing. Because most generally, I see everybody say, hey, how you doing? Everybody says, oh, who's this? But well, nobody says, hey, how you doing? Well, you know, a lot of times, well, I won't even get into that. But I will tell you, last week, Brian, and you can attest to this, as soon as I asked him how he was doing, because he had made the same response, he said he had a rough day. Yes, You know, did. and uh, today, I mean, my goodness, I mean, he, he's bouncing off the walls, having a great time. This. You know, this whole segment leading into this was a great segment, and, and I don't know the segment after this is going to be a really good one. We're getting ready to talk about volleyball, and uh, I'm going to be real honest with, with you boys. It was my fault last year or last week that we uh, that we did not cover all the, the volleyball uh, scores. The finals uh, were played last week at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Uh, Class 5A finals, Jonesboro versus Benton. Jonesboro wins in three sets. Uh, then in the 1 p.m. game, the uh, 6A finals, Bentonville versus Fort Smith Southside. Bentonville is the state champion in four sets. And then the 2A finals at 3 o'clock, it was uh, Hackett versus Crowley's Ridge Academy. Hackett wins in four sets. Uh, 3A, uh, that was, of course, at 5 o'clock, uh, Episcopal versus Fountain Lake. Episcopal comes out, wins in three sets. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of state championships for that school. Uh, we talked about tennis you know the week before uh they, they tore it up in tennis and here they are right here in, in volleyball uh class 4a the one that we're all familiar with since uh you know farmington is a 4a school as far as uh, volleyball is concerned uh, brooklyn played played valley view and once again gosh i don't know how many uh, years in a row ox but uh, valley view wins in four sets another state championship another trophy to put in that trophy case for that volleyball team well <clears throat> valley view ranked number one pretty much all year in 4a coach i did not hear who, who won 7a uh, 7A, there, there's not a 7A volleyball. The, uh, the that is unbelievable, Coach. <laughs> there's 7A football. There How 7A. come there's not 7A volleyball? Well, you know, they, they classify things a little differently as far as all other sports who, besides Who football. does that? Uh, the AAA. Let me make myself a note here once again Well, I to think, contact I, I the think, AAA. I don't think they're going to answer your phone calls because I think you had a letter sent to you two weeks ago, didn't you, from the AAA? Yes, but my lawyer said that that, lawyer, <laughs> that letter – Will not hold up in court. Well, as I tell you what, we enjoyed volleyball season. There's some great teams, uh, you know, uh, especially from this area. Benville wins. Uh, uh, very proud of, of those folks over there. Just did a great job throughout the season. And, uh, you know, 4A, of course, Valley View once again. Uh, how many how many state championships do they have? I don't have that information in front of me, but it just seems like they are a perennial winner. Uh, definitely, definitely a dynasty at Valley View for their, their – They have program. six, Coach. Six state yes. championships. There you go. All right. It's kind of like, I mean, I don't know that. Volleyball. I'm just kind of <laughs> guessing. <laughs> That's not <good>. Six. <laughs> now, next week, we'll have to make sure we go back and check that. We'll have to check it here during the right. segments and make sure we come back and clarify that. But Ox says it's six. Six. In, in Valleview, I mean, you talk about that historic program. And then right down the road, I mean, we were talking about the, the 6A volleyball in Bentonville winning it. Bentonville got to the championship game by knocking off the perennial perennial power of Fayetteville in the uh, semifinals to capture this year's state title. So, I mean, you know, I hate to say that about Fayetteville, but congratulations to Bentonville. And uh, I know that one of my ex-teammates actually has a daughter that plays on the Bentonville team. Uh, Sparky Hamilton, his daughter, plays for that team. So, congratulations to them. Well, you know, we talked about Coach Phelan earlier in the year, and she just does a tremendous job just yeah. right throughout here at Fayetteville. And, uh, you know, that, that whole program – uh, you know, year in and year out, it, it was kind of like uh, Salem Springs when Rose Cheeks was there. I mean, mm -hmm. my goodness, you know, championship after championship. Good coaching, great players, uh, great volleyball season. Great tradition. Great tradition down at Valley View and, and, and Northwest. You can see some good volleyball in Northwest Arkansas. Yes, you, know, you can. Go, go uh, like you said, Fevel, Benville. Farmington has a good volleyball team. You know, Shiloh has a good – I mean, there's, there's some good volleyball. Athletes. Was athletes it is. jump out yep, of the gym. Yep, it's fun yep. to watch. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're uh, probably going to start in on some football. Sounds great, buddy.
and we'll be right back with the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All right, everybody, we're back. Jeff Oxford joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Osnes. Coach, week 11, week 11 of football. You know what week 11 brings? Well, this is this is what you go out there and you, and you work so hard during the summer for and you, you go through what used to be two-a-days now, extended practices. Uh, you lift all those weights. It's playoff time. Don't Coach. forget about the three-minute halftime additional. Oh yeah, I mean, and, Jeff, you, and you know, Oxford, and, excuse me, and Ox, excuse and Ox me, really enjoys the extended a, three minutes. I need minutes to make a halftime. note to contact AAA about the extra three-minute halftime deal. It is, coach. All you had to say was it's state playoffs. You didn't have to go into that big elaborate. Well, I'm telling you. deal about how we all this what you work for during the summer. This what <laughs> it's state true. playoff time, coach. It, it is, and that's uh, you know. Things have changed so much over the years. Uh, back in the day with the leather helmets, you know, we didn't have these, uh, you know, 14 required practices oh and gosh. weights and all that throughout the summer. These boys now, God bless them, the amount of time that, that they put in uh, extra. And, and you say that about football, but I know it goes for every sport out there now. We were hauling hay, you know. We're, we're working. We're, we're Whatever it may be, there's jobs that are that have to be done. We come in two, maybe three weeks prior to the season starting. We go through two a days, and we get rolling. And uh, boys, let me tell you, uh, you, you put the time in that these guys have put in now. Uh, you reap the benefits of going to the playoffs. It, it, it's a it's a great time of the year. Okay, I'm done. Sorry, I had to go off on that. Unbelievable, coach. <laughs> hey. I got all the brackets, but do you have the rankings? I do have the rankings. Let's start on 7A. 7A, your favorite classification because this is the only classification, 7A-wise, as far as football goes. Bryant, number one, Bentonville, two, North Little Rock, three, Conway, four, Springdale Harbor is five, and we wrap it up with Bentonville West coming in in sixth. Well, you're right. There's only 16 Seven A schools, coach. Well, tell us about the brackets, because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very interested to see how all this is kind of matched up. Well, you got twelve. Everybody may apparently, apparently, almost everybody makes state playoffs. You got twelve teams, so the, the first and the second place team in each each side gets a bye. So from up here, both Bentonville and Bentonville West draws a bye, and then from the central, it's North Little Rock and and of course Bryant. So you got Bentonville. On the top half of the bracket at 10 and 0, Bryant represents the the one seed on the bottom half at 10 and 0. So when you start looking through, you got the four seed versus the five seed. You got Catholic versus Van Buren, Harbor against Little Rock Central, Federal will be at home against Cabot, and Rogers will go on the road to play Conway. And then the winner of the Federal Cabot game will draw Bryant. And the winner of the Little Rock Catholic Van Buren game will draw Bentonville. Harbor Central will draw North Little Rock. And Bentonville West gets the winner of Conway and Rogers. So, I mean, do you see any upsets or anything in that first round? Uh, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at your brackets and looking at some of these some of these records. I mean, is there anything that just jumps out as far as a matchup maybe with, uh, you know, 7A West versus 7A Central team? All right, Coach, here, here's the one that I think. If I'm going to pick a game of the week where I think there might be an upset, I'm going to pick the number five seed from the West, Van Buren, goes on the road to play Little Rock Catholic. Both teams are six and four. Van Buren, uh, you know, I think I think Van Buren's had a great year. I think 
that Van Buren could come out of that. Doesn't really matter. Whoever wins that's going to have to face Bentonville going road to Bentonville. So, you know, get a chance to win one, you're probably going to get beat the next week. But if I'm looking for one that's upset, that's it. I think Harbor beats Central. I think the Federal Cabot game uh, will be a good game, but I give Cap Federal the nod because they're at home. And Conway Rogers, Rogers at two and eight, man. I'm going with Conway seven and three. There you go, the eighteen percenters. Yeah. So, coach, what, what's uh, what's the rankings in the rankings six a? Uh, Benton one, Greenwood two, Searcy three, Lake Hamilton four, West Memphis five, and Marion is ranked sixth. Well, coach, whenever you look at at the state playoffs in six a, Solomon Springs is the one team up here. Um, they they are the sixth seed out of the west again six teams from each conference make it they drew the they got to go on the road for the uh play the three team out of the east which is marion marion six and four sidelines four and six it's gonna be a tough game for sidelam i think marion's gonna win that one but the loser of that one tough break you got greenwood so yeah you know greenwood uh you know you're in your out perennial power uh you know ben uh them ben was a great game here a couple weeks back uh you know, it's 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 good all the way through, and, and, and Greenwood is just solid. Uh, uh, that passing attack is phenomenal. Defense always plays well. It's tough to go up to them or go after them in, in a second round. I, I tell you, I tell you, got tough draw on that one. Cersei, Cersei's had a great year. They're nine and one. They're ranked third, yeah. They're ranked third in the state. They're nine and one, number one seed out of the East, and because of the Benton beat Greenwood. They're they're on the side with Greenwood, so you know that's 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 a tough tough break. But moving on to five A, five A Little Rock Christian, uh, ranked number one. Harrison, who we've seen uh, this year, of course, uh, you know Husky ran all over us uh, last week at what he has done, you know, to multiple teams this year. Uh, Harrison two, PA comes in third. Uh, Valley View is ranked fourth. Bologna, another team that just uh, you know. Good size, uh, great offensive line, good defense. Uh, they've got a Mike linebacker that's, that's a phenomenal player. Uh, and then in the sixth spot comes Forest City. Coach, when you look at the state brackets for 5A, um, you know, of course, you, you talked about Harrison. Harrison drew, uh, they got Batesville. And then if they win that one, they're probably going to have to face the number three ranked team in the state, Pulaski Academy. I'm gonna, I tell you what, I'm, I'm kind of giving Harrison the nod to come out of that side of the bracket. Uh, just simply because they've got home field advantage all the way through. Well, and, and that's a tough place to go play, Coach. And Harrison, PA, that's going to be a great game. Well, you know, last year, uh, state championship game, you know, you have PA and Harrison. And, and, you know, if it wasn't for a couple onside kicks, you know, Harrison could be going back saying, hey, we're going to repeat. Uh, I, I'm kind of – I'm right there with you. Uh, all the way through on their side at home. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bologna after watching them play this year. Uh, if you have to see Little Rock Christian, I know how athletic they, they normally are and have been in the past. Uh, I think this is a great classification uh, to go watch games uh, throughout this throughout this state playoffs. The other, the other thing that I was impressed with last week with Harrison is, like you mentioned, Gabe Husky, that guy, when he was handed the ball or caught the ball, he looked like he was a man on a mission. And I'm not too sure that his mission, his mission – is not capturing another state title his senior year. Well, you're right. They're they're a good team. You know, Valonia, Valonia got a tough break. They're they're putting a bracket down with Little Rock Christian. Uh, if, if Valonia, which I fully expect to beat, win, they'll probably play Little Rock Christian. It's, it's just a tough break, coach. When you look at the brackets, you got the two and the three seed set up on the same. And, and not on just the same half of the bracket, but in the very first two games, you got a, you're going to have a potential two and a three, and then on the bottom, a one and a five. If you want to look at the easy side of this bracket, it's Lakeside, White, Lakeside and Whitehall, Four City, and Alma. And Alma comes in at four and six, and out of our conference, they got the best bracket draw. And, you know, good for them. They, you know, I think they found out something when they played Farmington, uh, you know. Oh, and six to win the last four yes. and get in the state playoffs. You know, so. I, Hey, let's run the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's keep the ball in his hands a little bit longer. And it just seemed like their defense became a lot, a lot more fundamentally sound or more sound throughout the season after that Farmington game also. Coach, let's, uh, let's talk about the 4A. 4A, Joe T. Robinson, uh, one, Arkadelphia, uh, comes in at two, Shiloh, three, Nashville, four, Warren, five, and it's, it's rolled out there in the sixth spot with Ozark. 
Coach, you start looking at the 4A bracket, and boys, it gets muddled down real quick. Um, I'm going to talk about the teams that's up here and uh, that, that we deal with every day. You got Shiloh uh, has got the home field advantage uh, if they win through the, through the first three games. Uh, they open up with the five seed out of the uh, out of the uh, second region, uh, Heber Springs. Heber Springs comes in at four and six. Uh, Gravit would be Gravit Pocahontas. will have the winner of that game. Will have the winner of the Shiloh uh, Heber Springs game. Uh, you look at Prairie Grove. Prairie Grove. Uh, got Hamburg. Uh, they have to go on the road. Hamburg is six and four. Prairie Grove's four and six. Coach, I really think Danny Absher will have his boys ready to go. I'm picking this as the upset in the first round in the 4A Prairie Grove over Hamburg. Uh, Gentry will be the th- uh, third seed out of out of the conference. They go on the road to face the third seed uh, Cent- CAC Central Arkansas Christian. Both teams come in at seven and three. I kind of got to give the Pioneers a nudge on this one. Uh, Elkins will go on the road. They they got a tough one, Coach. Uh, they they go play the second seed, Warren. Warren's nine and one. The Elks are five and five. That'll be a tough tough game. Well, here's here's the thing. We we had the opportunity many years ago to go down and play at Warren. And uh, in fact, you know, I've told you boys the story many times. If there is ever a trivia question, you know, has there ever ever been a high school football team get beat twice in the state playoffs? The answer is yes, and it was Farmington. Uh, we went and played Clarksville, had a young man that was declared ineligible, turn around the next week after we turned all the stuff in, and, and boys, we retooled on Wednesday and went down to Warren and played them on a Saturday. And I never, I will never forget when we come out for the kickoff, you look up there at that stands, and it's a nice stadium, really nice stadium. They have all the track uh, stuff up there as far as how many state championships they've won in conference championships. But you look up there, and everybody's wearing orange. I mean, it's the opening day of deer season, and I hate to tell Elkins this, but it's the opening day of deer season. Warren is athletic, yes. and they will, uh, they'll come get you. They'll score a lot of points in a lot of hurry, in quite a hurry. P, P Ridge, uh, you know, P Ridge and Shiloh had a big game Friday night to for determine who won the conference. Shiloh won by two. Uh, so P Ridge is the second seed. They are at, they they are actually hosting. Uh, Lone Oak, Lone Oak Jackrabbits, both teams six and four. Uh, so I kind of look for P. Ridge to move out of that one. And, Coach, what about the 3A? 3A, Ryzen, number one, Prescott, number two, Osceola, three, Harding Academy, four, Camden, Harmony Grove, five, and Boonville rounds out uh, top six. Greenland, uh, Greenland is the third seed out of the conference up here. They're six and four. They get to host, and they'll have the fourth seed out of the two. Um, the second conference, that's Mountain View. I look for Coach Larkin to have his his troop ready to go. Uh, I think Greenland Greenland will win that one. Coach, a lot of a lot of things. You know, you, you, when you start looking at this, the three A bracket, there's a lot of things that just don't it just don't look right. I mean, you got Charleston in there at four and six. Uh, Yellville Summit, the fifth seed. You know, they're two and eight. Lakeside four and five. Baptist Prep three and seven. Coach. There is 130 teams. If you look through the 2A through the 7A state champions, state tournament brackets, there's 130 teams that make it. Out of those 130 teams, 22 teams throughout those classifications have losing records. That's 18%, Coach. Yeah, we talked about this last week. I mean, that was the, the closing segment of what we, what we did last week, and it was, you know, you hate to go back and you say this, but, I mean, that, back in the day, Leather Helmet Day, you know, there was two teams out of each conference that went on to play in the state, you know, tournament, or not tournament, but state playoffs. And and now all of a sudden we have the, the four teams from each conference. You know, you, you look at the rankings and you go, you know, Ryzen 9-1, Prescott 8-2, Osceola 9-1, Harding Academy 10-0, uh, Camden Harmony Grove 8-2, Boonville 8-2. Like you said, there's 18% below that that have have losing records. And we talked about Alma a while ago at four and six. At one time they were 0 and six, boys turned it around. I mean, you just never know. And it would be nice one time, and it's probably happened, and maybe I'm, I'm gonna get a, you know an email about this or whatever it may be, but it would be nice to see one of those three and sevens, four and six, all of a sudden come up there into the semifinals. 
maybe play for a state championship <laughs> to prove that, hey, there's a reason why we're doing this. I will, right. tell, I will tell you that there has been one that made it, but let me tell you why. It wasn't because they lost games. It's because they had to forfeit like the first four games or five games of the season for an ineligible player. There you go. Good team. They won those teams. They had to for, forfeit. But, you know, well, that makes, on sense. Yeah, but, that makes sense. But my point is there comes a – you know, now – People say that, but I picked a four and six pair of team to win their first round too. Yes, so, you did. And, you know, and that's what I'm saying. But, I have no problem with that first round. It just seems I want to see if we're going to have four teams in, uh, like we have for many years now. There's a reason for it, you know. Right. And if there's a reason for it, that's kind of like saying, okay, instead of just four teams are in the playoffs for you know NCAA and whatever it may be for you know, we want to open it up to eight or we want to open it up to sixteen. Why? Right. You know, and that's I want to see that four and six team make it to the semifinals. I want to see that four and six team upset somebody in the semis, and all of a sudden they're on a roll, and we're in the state championship. There's a reason why we include four from every conference. Right, and the other thing you got to take a look at when you're looking at Prairie Grove's record at four and six, that's their overall record. And they in in going back and looking at their schedule, I believe in non-conference they were zero and three anyway. They were, and so. Same thing for the, P. Ridge, though. Yeah, same thing with P. Ridge. Grab it as well. I mean, well, grab it won against Jay, but then they lost their other non-conference games. And ultimately what it boils down to, I guess, at that point in time is their overall conference record in order to get into the playoffs. And so you may have somebody that drops all three non-cons and then drops two and then in conference they have an above 500 conference record but a below or at 500 or below – overall record so I don't know I mean that's like a five and seven NCAA team making it to a bowl game which has happened as well yeah, yeah I agree on the 2A uh, Ox we've got Junction City uh, number one Foreman comes in two Fordyce three Desarc four Hazen at five Hazen the the city of uh, Lee Larkin I believe that's where he went to high school that's correct Magna Cove comes in sixth be some be some great games in that classification, coach. I didn't I didn't bring that bracket in. I looked at that bracket, but we don't have anybody up in this I mean, area. Perennial wise, I mean yeah. Junction City. You know, I mean a lot of speed, a lot of athletes, uh, all the way down through those top six. And I'm sure there's a couple others that you know aren't listed there in the two A. Hazen's uh, been up there a long time. Many coach. times, many you know, times. Hazen made the trip up here in 1982 and whipped us. I didn't even want to bring it up, but yeah, go ahead. Lee Larkin. <laughs> Lee Larkin was on that team. I hear I about just it all the time. to say it, coach. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that wraps up football. So we're, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. And we'll be right back with the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All right, everybody, we're back. Jeff Oxford, my good buddy, Coach Oz. Coach, guess, guess who I got on the phone right now? Well, this time of the night, I have no idea. Who do you have? That's this dude that hangs over out over Mountain Home. He's a bomber. He's a bomber. He uh, he he coaches over there where uh, where my wife went to school. God love her. You, she she all time bragging about that too, isn't she? Yeah, she is. I mean, she's got the prettiest little set shot you've ever seen. Of course, I still can't beat her in horse, but you know, we have a great time. <laughs> Coach, Coach Dell Leonard. Coach, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh man, we're doing great. I appreciate you taking the time to to uh, join us, um, Coach Osnes. Appreciate you having me. You know, I, I had to talk Coach Osnes into this because <laughs> apparently you used to coach some softball. For about five or six years, yeah. He was rough on us. Yeah, so was I heard. Rough. I heard that you did like 
like them old boys on that football movie. You left no doubt, ran it up. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember it that way. I think we pretty well uh, beat each other up about the same. Oh, did you? No, we had a good time. Besides coach being a great basketball coach, he's a phenomenal softball coach. And, and I think he probably – it would be that way in any sport that he coaches. Coach, we, we brought you on here tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, – you know, the, the situation that a lot of schools are in within this state as far as travel goes, you guys make some long hauls. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the current conference you're in and maybe some of the uh, some of the places you go on a weeknight, uh, some things like that. And we're, we're going to kind of hit you with some questions about that. Uh, we've already talked okay. to some folks at Siloam and maybe down El Dorado. But uh, go ahead and fill us in on your conference a little bit. Well, right now we're – and it changes about every fourth year. And, of course, you know, I understand nobody wants to be in the same conference with us because they have to come to Mountain Home. And, you know, there's no there's no easy way to, to get to Mountain Home from anywhere. And what I always tell coaches when they walk in our gym and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's an awful bus ride. And, you know, my response is, well, you know, we got to do it seven times. You guys got to do it once. Um, but – I was actually driving back from Fayetteville a few weekends ago, and and uh, I listened to your podcast, and you guys were talking a lot about Siloam, and you know I I uh, I feel for them. I understand we kind of both live in that same world, but um, it's we've got Jonesboro, uh, of course Nettleton is there at Jonesboro, and and um, we've got um, Searcy, Green County Tech, Paragold. West Memphis and Marion are all in our league uh, right now. And uh, the shortest trip for us is Cersei. It's about two and a half hours. Uh, when we go to West Memphis and Marion, uh, by the time we stop and, and feed our kids, which we, we have to do that because we have to leave about 930 in the morning, uh, then it's, you know, it's about a five, it's about five hour trip from the time we leave Mountain home until the time we get there. Oh my goodness. Uh, and that's just, that's one way. And, you know, sometimes you have to make, those trips on a um like on a tuesday night you know and then you got your kids got to be in school the next day so it um it's one of those deals where you just kind of you can't really uh, whine about it or cry about it i mean we we joke around all the time up here about this is the price we pay for living in god's country and um you know it's just i, I tell you what i'm really proud of more than anything guys is we're back to back uh, academic state champions in girls basketball. That's awesome. And we miss so much class. And our our school is a little bit of an uh, anomaly compared to most um, schools our size because our kids will play not just basketball, but we play two and three sports. And and so they're they're not just missing classes for road trips and basketball. They're missing for you know, stuff in volleyball, if that's the sport they play, then basketball and then softball. And so they're missing a tremendous amount of class. So I give them a lot of credit and their parents a lot of credit for, you know, what they're able to do academically. And, you know, you got to you gotta take the good out of it and kids learn how to, you know, be real organized and how to manage their time. And we do a lot of studying and homework on the bus and restaurants and, and hotels and things like that. And I, I think that they're actually – very well prepared for college well, when they coach, go on and get their you, education. You, you, you talk about that, being prepared for college. I'll tell you exactly when I think about you guys' conference, and you, I know you said Cersei's your closest trip, two and a half hours, but you look at Marion, Jonesboro, Solon Hills, Pine Bluff, all of them. When you start looking at the 6A classification, I'll tell you exactly what it reminds me of. It reminds me of a junior college. Because, yeah. you know, in junior college, it's nothing to get on a bus, go five hours, play a right. game, come back, you know. And, like, if you just go down the road to North Ark, I mean, that, that's that's North Ark. Your yeah. travel that you're doing is a North Ark, West Ark, you know, that, that right. type of that right. type of travel. Yeah. We used to gripe. It, we used to gripe when we had to go to Little Rock Christian and play basketball on Tuesday night and come back. But I will yeah. tell you this. I had four-lane road all the way. I've, I've made that trot through Mountain Home. <laughs> and, and, I mean, it's I feel for you. And, and what your kids can accomplish and what they have accomplished is unbelievable. And I wish there was a, a solution to it. Do you, I mean, that's one thing that we've talked about a lot of times, Coach, is, uh, you know, what is the solution to this? Uh, and you guys are sitting there, I'm sure, with, with all the coaches that you've had there at, at Mountain Home and so on. What are some of the things you guys have, have come up with? And maybe what's some of the things that you've uh, brought up to the AAA folks? 
Well, you know, you're always trying to figure out a better way and, and to keep from missing so much class time. But no matter what league you end up in, the other people aren't going to be happy. And, and by the time the next cycle, you know, runs around, you know, everybody's wanting to do something where, you know, they're not having to go to Siloam or Mountain Home or, or something like that. And it, it, it makes it tough. But, you know, we – we actually are going to be realigned next year. We're going to be coming over there with you boys. And um, we've got Greenwood, Van Buren. Um, you know, we're headed, I guess, to the West. And and um, the thing that I understand they're trying to help, and, and I appreciate what they're trying to do, and every AD we've had has always tried to find a better way. But the thing about going to the East it's, and it's, it's two totally different types of basketball as well. But but when we leave and we go to the East, we really don't have that that congested urban area to go through. So you can pretty much get it within 15 minutes of when you're going to arrive at that school. And, and my concerns are going over that way to Greenwood is, you know, you're going to run into some you're going to run into some traffic you know, in the early evening around the Fayetteville area in northwest Arkansas. And I'm a little worried that you start adding miles up, it's probably about the same, but as far as travel time, it's, uh, it's probably going to be different. Coach, and, you just got you just got to practice roundabouts. You get over here, yeah. you got roundabouts, Coach. Yeah. You got to maneuver like, the yeah. yellow bus it's on like the roundabout. Being, it's like being in Conway yeah. now. We've got just about as many as Conway has. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be a whole new deal for us, but we also – you know, we'll go to Valonia and, and um, different things, and it'll be a, it'll be a different different thing. But but either way, it's you know, it's still getting out of school early. It's still having to manage your time and communicate with your teachers beforehand. And coaches really talking to teachers and staying on task about where kids are academically. And you know, I've got a we've got a post player who's who's a really good athlete that has been recruited by a lot of people, but. She doesn't want to play at the next level, and and that's fine. I'm I'm fine as long as she gives us great effort here while she's here, and um, she's academically, you know, gonna gonna get an academic scholarship. But she's been a volleyball player, a basketball player, and she runs track. and And uh, she was telling talking to me about college the other day, and I, and I told her, I said, "You're not gonna know what to do with yourself because you're gonna have so much more free time in college than what you had in high school." And, uh, but she's gonna she's gonna be prepared because of the way that she's had to kind of manage her time academically. Well, I know we're we're sitting here we're talking about travel and, and you know some of the the trials and tribulations of that fact and and you've kind of hit on this two or three times <laughs> we've been talking here. Um, you know, I, I think it's admirable that you uh, that you promote that. Um, a lot of schools you don't have that situation. I I think it's wise that kids play more than one sport. And it sounds like to oh. me you, you have so many kids that are, you know, playing multiple sports. Don't you think, Coach, I mean, and you guys are a bigger school. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. you're a 6A classification school. Don't you think that if you have a great athlete, I mean, she or he needs to be helping in all sports to make that school or make that sport successful? Uh, it sounds like you're a big proponent of that. Well, I just think you're doing kids an injustice when you specialize in sports, especially at a, a young, young age. and. I watch kids and specialize in sports, and uh, parents start coaching them at a really young age. And there's, I mean, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm talking ten year olds playing over a hundred something games in a summer of of something, and and um, you know by the time that kid gets to eighth or ninth grade, they hate the sport, and then they haven't developed a skill in other sports where they have the opportunity to go try other things. I just think that we're doing them a huge, huge injustice um, if we're trying to get them to specialize, and we're just we're setting them up for failure and also injury because you're you're overusing those same muscles and and joints and ligaments that you use in a particular sport, like you know uh, throwing a baseball or hitting a volleyball or or, or you know constantly the pounding you take in the plyos and basketball trying to play. You know, a lot of AAU, and then it's just—I don't like it. And you know, someone else may argue that that it works, but no, I agree. Was, I agree with you, Coach. You, I, I think you you're talking—you're talking to a bunch of guys that played ball back yeah. in the days when they wore leather helmets, and we all feel the yeah. same way. I mean, we all need to play multiple sports. Yeah. 
and, and there's no school, in my opinion, in this state of, of Arkansas that is too big to the point to where that, that special athlete or athletes uh, shouldn't be playing all those sports and helping out with, uh, you know, each situation. And uh, yeah. it's just really nice to hear another coach uh, talk about that also. Yeah, and, you know, when I when I first got out of college and, and came in and, you know, I didn't – I think that you really don't figure – honestly a lot of things out until you've been coaching probably seven or eight years and and you, looking back on everything I mean there's no doubt that that kids need to to play other sports there was nothing when as a kid there was nothing like getting off the basketball court and putting those baseball cleats on for the first time and walking out and, and that that different feeling on your feet of walking out there on the, you know in, in the grass with your baseball cleats and it it kept you fresh it kept you wanting to play uh, different things and you know, it's just um, it's good for kids, and most of your professional athletes all play different sports. And oh, yeah. there's just so there's so much burnout, and I could go off into a hundred different areas about you know the negatives. And um, but you know, it's it, it, when it comes to to parents and, and and all kinds of other things. But but I'll I'll try not to you know to wonder. There you go, Stern. Hey, first of all, he's hit on summer. <laughs> summer programs hey, a little bit yeah, now he's getting on parents there. yeah hey hey, hey coach, coach leonard if you come up with a good solution on this 6a travel you just let me know and i can pitch it triple a because they really <laughs> like me triple a well, loves me and, and i well, can get Indiana. in i can get squeezed right in the front door walk in talk to these dudes and uh we can probably get yeah. it fixed well then in the old days, and I don't know what Indiana does now, but they just divided their state up into four sections. And it didn't matter, you know, what size school you had. If you were in the northwest section, that's, you know, you had to get out of the northwest section. To, you know, it's everybody played each other in that region. And, and, you know, hence the movie Hoosiers, you know. I mean, that's small school ended up playing a big school in the state championship. So they just ended up, um, you know, they kept everybody in the same area. And, you know, I think that I, I, it's gotten – we have more classifications than the Deckham State of Texas. I mean, that's ridiculous. It depends and, on you know, which sport you're talking about, Coach, because <laughs> we have seven in football, oh, but, yeah. but so we only have six in go. everybody else okay. and everything else. So, you know, I'm a, well, I'm a huge fan of that too. And we'll be right back with the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All right, everybody, we're back. Jeff Oxford, I'm joined by my good buddy, Coach Osnes. And, and, and Coach, i got to tell everybody, if, you, if there's something out there you want us to talk about, drop us, drop us an email, oxandoz at gmail.com. That's O-X-A-N-D-O-Z at gmail.com. Somebody just call us, send us a note. Say, hey, that's yeah, what we need to do. We have a Twitter account now, too. I mean, you can go on and you can check out the, the podcast on the, on the Twitter account. Uh, you, can, you can talk about us on, on there. Let us know some things. On, hey, Brian Dean, I like what you're doing. Brian Dean, can we do this? I mean, let us know. We'd love to help and, you out. And, and, and we ask that if you, if you visit our sponsors, please let them know. You heard, you heard about them on our, our podcast. Let, let them know. We'd appreciate that. But, Coach – got a topic here man this this topic this 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 is tough it's gonna ruin my day well i mean it's it's tough go ahead i'm gonna let you lead off and then i'll I'll jump in there and away we go so so far so far we've talked about summer sports 
What else we talk about? Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. This week, I want to talk about the officiating or the lack of officiating <laughs> at high school sports. And, and don't take this as I'm saying lack of because there's nobody out there doing a good job. What I'm talking about is it, it's harder and harder and harder to find quality officials. Well, I mean, boys, it just seems like back in the day you had so many guys that were interested in, in going and, and calling basketball. They just really enjoyed it. And it wasn't so much that, hey, I've got to travel to Fort Smith tonight to call a game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to make 150 bucks for it. It was, hey, I get the opportunity to go do that. And uh, and maybe times are changing. I don't know. But I will tell you this. I I did some officiating uh, in college. You know, my brother and I did uh, did baseball and, and, and made some money. But it was, to me, it, it helped me out coaching-wise. Um, I learned a lot from watching these other guys coach, uh, you know, seeing how the kids reacted to certain situations. I became a lot more knowledgeable of the game when I was having to officiate it uh, instead of just playing it. Yep. Um, but my goodness, the, the amount of time now that these guys have to put in, and, and there's, there's not as many of them. I, you know, Triple A's having a hard time. Uh, coaches, ADs are having a hard time. Uh, there's just so much more to it now, I guess, than what there was. And, and it just seems like, I mean, I can't imagine doing it today. I cannot imagine going to a gym, some of these arenas, as a high school official and having some of the things said to me that I've heard over the last 24 years. Well, and I think that's that's what it boils down to. And, you know, I'm, I, you and I have talked about this. I've co not coached, well, I've coached, but I've also refereed or umpired high school baseball. I've done some high school and junior high basketball, and I can tell you where a lot of it is. And some of my baseball fellow umpires have actually prepped me for that while I was getting ready to do my first season of high school baseball. Is It's not so much the coaches and what they say to you that you have to be prepared for. It's the externals outside the, the white chalk, so to speak, and outside the dugouts that you have to be prepared for because – Everybody's strike zone is different. They see you call a ball, and if it's against against their team, they're going to get on to you about it. Somebody's not going to like it, and most of it comes from the fans. The coaches will, will ask you about it, question you about it, maybe harp on a call, but the fans are the ones that are really going to get after you um, the harshest, and that runs away a lot of people from calling those games. Well, I wish it was as simple as balls and strikes. Truth of the matter is, you know, you sit, sit down there. You know, I said, Kirk Sims and I, we we, we do the play-by-play -play of, of the Farmington Cardinal basketball games, yep. all the home games. So I sit down at the scores table. And some of the stuff I hear being said toward officials from back behind me, people talk and they don't necessarily know the rules. You're right. You know, now, have I ever refed a game? Nope. I refed a bunch of them when I was playing, though. <laughs> you know. But my point is, is officiating is hard. It's it, it, it's harder now than when I played because the game has changed. Yep. You know, um, I think it sometimes, you know, these are high school kids. And boys, let the post players play. You know, let them play. Let, them, let, them, let a little shoving go on. Because I promise you, the hardest adjustment for me when I got to college was the physicality of college basketball versus high school basketball. Well, don't you think, I mean, and I'm glad you brought that up, don't you think in different associations that are in different parts of this state call the game differently? You, yes, they do. Yeah. And that's why that's why No, I'm people, talking about I'm talking about basketball. What yes, I say that. Yes. Right. And that's why people get frustrated at state tournament. Cuz you you play all year and you get used to okay, this is going to be a hand check. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to allow me when someone shoots, they're going to allow me when I go to get a rebound, not just put a body on them, but to create space between me and the goal. But you go down south, boys, they're going to let you hand check. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I had a basketball, one of the best basketball coaches I ever played for, said the first five minutes of the game, you've got to learn. And what you've got to learn is what the officials are calling. And then you adjust the way you play to match the officials. I'm one of these guys, I was a beater. You know, I, I wanted, if, boys, I wish I'd give me ten fouls. You know, I want to play physical. But the problem right now, what I see is you don't have much consistency. Now, there's some really good officials out there. 
but every crew it seems like has one that's not quite as good as the others and so that it, it causes some struggle well I, I will say in a lot of the sports that i've coached over the years you have you're always going to have like the white hat in football that is normally the guy that and not not necessarily all the time but is normally the guy that has officiated the the greatest number of games and maybe the umpire the line judge uh, is right there with him and these guys have traveled together for years so on and so on but it seems like in, in a three-man crew whether it be baseball whether it be basketball wherever it is there's a couple veteran guys that always bring along for lack of a better term a rookie with them to kind of see how things go and, and you know follow along uh, I, i'm right there with you in that situation but you know and then you go to the flip side of this so you have you have a situation where it's harder to get officials these days because there's fewer of them and now all of a sudden the price goes up. And, you know, I understand inflation and so on, and I've been doing this a long time. And, and was it's just you get, you get to the spring and, and you have these programs. And even if, even if it's a bigger school, the budgets are so much smaller for spring sports. And, and you just almost get priced out of the situation because, I mean, we're, we were even talking at times going back saying, hey, I'm going to hire three guys and we're going to rotate between the three for every home game and, and I'm going to pay these guys X amount of dollars per game instead of what you're paying an association. Because we even have to pay a guy to assign games right. within the association. So, I mean, it's just there's a lot of added cost to this now. And it's kind of like we were talking about travel holder. What's the answers? You know, let's do everything we can to get – younger guys into this it's almost like trying to hire bus drivers for school it's tough does does the AAA not have any hands in 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 refereeing well they have guidelines i mean they have guidelines here's 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 how much here's how much you know you should expect to pay for an official for the sport you know how many games varsity jv or you know, uh, a, a two-game night, a four-game night, whatever it may be. Yeah, there's there's guidelines for it, right. but I think they the don't have to, to do the that. The consistency thing is bringing in all of the 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 organizations that that have referees, or and I lost the term that you you had just talked about. Well, associations. The associations, yeah. yeah. Bring all of the associations throughout the state in into one big conference room and say, boys, now look. Here's how we want this called. Lay it all out there. That they do way, that. that. They do they that. Do. Well, yeah. it doesn't show because, I mean, there, was, <laughs> there wasn't but a couple of weeks ago that we hosted a, a, a football game here, and we had what seemed like the Pac-12 officials out on the sidelines. Yeah. One said first down going that way. The other one said first down going that way, and nobody knew whose ball it was yeah. on top of that. And that's, wow. where it, that's where it gets frustrating is the fact that not only do you have the, the parents – that are sitting there that don't know the game, that are harping on these guys, and then you see a display like that that just makes it, why do I want that, that those guys back? Um, and come, coming back to call a game for us. So, well, there you go. Tough. Brian Dean bashing the officials, Coach. <laughs> we've, we've been trying to be pretty nice yep. on this side of the table over here. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, when you look at you got most of the time you have guys that are officiating basketball that play basketball. Sure. You know, you have guys that fish hate football, played football. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If I'm officiating a basketball game, I'm going to call it different than you because I'm going to call it the way I like to play. You know, and you can do that. Have you ever looked at – has anybody in this room ever looked at the basketball rule book uh, for, for officials? I have not. I've looked at you it know, twice. It's, it's – I say it's like the USDA regulations. Right. You know, there's so many ways you can in, interpret well, you and know. that's the same way with baseball and, and, so, and the softball ones. Well, it's, you know, you have the same, uh, you know, National Federation of High School right. coaching. You know, you have all the guidelines. You have the rules books that comes out for football. You have it come, that comes out for every sport that, that is in the state of Arkansas. And I know the book that we have is just probably exactly like what the book that you're talking about for basketball. Judgments. Yep. So much yep. judgment. Well, in, in a perfect example of that, let me ask you this. You 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 guys play basketball more so than I did. No, not you guys. He did. <laughs> no, I guarantee you. You probably played more basketball in your lifetime than I did. But you with a background, Jeff, with with your background of basketball, let's take, for instance, Eurostep. Travel or not traveling? 
you can take a euro step. It says two steps. You're allowed two steps. I understand. Now, if you look at the NBA, you get 18 steps. <laughs> I was going to say, but a euro but, step in the NBA yeah. is on the third or fourth well, you can't, or 18th NBA, step. NBA, well, that's its own deal. But, but I mean, regardless. Granted, but here's the thing. That same step that the NBA is taking is happening in, co- in high school and college as well to where a euro step is not on the second step for a, for a high school athlete. Yeah. It's on the third, fourth, and fifth, and they're still not calling it. But last time I checked, after two steps, you get called for a well, travel. You know, that's that's a whole whole different beast, man. I mean, that's a that's a whatever. But we were on the topics of refs. So. Yeah, you know, it's a tough job. I think they get. I think they catch a tough break. I I get frustrated with them. Uh, you know, I'll sit right there when I'm broadcasting game, and I get frustrated with them. You know, you can't call it. You can't touch foul it outside if you're not going to touch foul it inside. Right. You know, but I'm a big proponent of letting them play. They're high school kids. Let them play. Well, and I agree. And, you know, I think we – when you sit down as a, as a coaches association with an umpires or officials association, and let, let's take the sports that I coach, softball and, and, and baseball, and we, we sit down with them. The big thing that we always try to say is, hey, when you come into this high school setting, here's what we would like from you. Fair foul, safe or out, ball or strike. You know, I mean, it, let's just keep it as simple as possible. Let, the, all the other stuff that, that we, you know, the people are harping on these days, if you can just do that right there for us, the game should move along yeah. smoothly. Right. And, you know, let the players play. It's about the kids. You know, it's not about, hey, look at that coach, and it's not about, hey, look at that official. It's about those kids. Right. And if we can keep it close to that, then we're, we're good to go. Coach, you look at every sport. You sit there and you watch a football game. You can call a holding penalty every play. Well, I think a lot of coaches now are, are teaching all Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, I, we, call, you call it every play. We talked about that the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, here – so you, you've got to use some common sense as an official. You know, I see plays called off the ball that had no effect – no effect on the, play, on, right. on the outcome of the play, but we're going to call it. You know, because we checked somebody going off a screen. We, we, we busted over the top of the screen, but we go through them. You know, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we're, we're calling, but it had no effect on it. So we're calling it by the rules, but sometimes you got to use some common sense. You know, and, and you guys, you know, you know as well as I do, basketball is a game, once you get in a flow, it's much more enjoyable to watch. Same way with football. You have a flag every play, it's hard to watch, Coach. Well, you know, I, I coached basketball for the first three years of my coaching career. And I was the same way. I always hated the last minute of the ball game, you know, because, I mean, and it, it is a lot of strategy as far as, you know, who you're putting out there because you know they're going to foul you, so on and so on. But, boys, I mean, that that just bothers me. And it's like you said, the flow. And you know the last minute of the game in a tight game, it just comes to a screeching halt. Right. So, I mean, that's, I don't know. Football, that's better football, than football. That's, that's, that's better than swallowing your whistle. Though. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no. let's let him play. You, you, yeah, let's let him yeah, play. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you say, okay, now he swallowed his whistle. So, with that being said, <laughs> there with, it that, went. with that being said, everybody, everybody's got a love for the game, man. Those good officials need it. You know? well, they so, do. And we're getting ready. We're going to have the basketball preview next week. And, and you know, it's always fun to go in into that arena first couple of games of the year and watch the kids and so on. And it doesn't take but about a week or two. All of a sudden, here come the leather lungs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, Coach, you got anything else? That's it. Good week. And, uh, you know, we're on the playoffs uh, this week, football-wise. Uh, volleyball wrapped up. Um, you know, we're, we're moving into the uh, the cold months and basketball season. Uh, you know, cross country ended last week, too, that we need to go ahead and recap this next week. Yep. Uh, it's great talking to Dale Leonard and, uh, you know, just, just enjoyed hanging out with you guys. Hey, good luck to all the area teams and state playoffs. Uh, you know, hope hope uh, hope everybody has some success there. Um, once again, thanks for joining us. Drop us an email. Brian Dean, you got anything? Yes, sir. Have a great night. That's all you got, Brian. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week. This is Jeff Oxford and Coach Randy Oz's Ox and Oz Show.